I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is what's it like to live as a rat for 12 years? Hey there listeners, I'm Jem. And I'm Ria, and today we're talking about Peter Pettigrew slash Scabbers and how crazy he is. (laughs) Why did he do this thing that he did? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... He was scared. He was a terrified man running from the law. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But he spent 12 years as a rat. 12 years. That's so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like he knew that they would have ways of magically tracing him, magically finding him. Like if anyone ever saw his face, he's done. So. Really? (laughs) Yeah. He's meant to be dead. Yeah, but, like, it's a big world, my dude. Why does he have to stay in Britain? Can't he go somewhere else? He can only speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of countries speak English. Thanks, Britain. Yeah, thanks, colonialism. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess he wanted to stick around. Um, Like, yeah, it does seem weird. He could have literally fled to Australia. He could have fled anywhere. And just mm-hmm. because it's not like he was loyal to Voldemort, he was just more scared than anything else. He also could have tried to integrate himself into a muggle community because he already spends 12 years not doing any magic. So, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Escape from capitalism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, he's taken care of during those 12 years. Like, he yeah. doesn't have to make his own food, like, clean his own house, wipe up his own shit. <laughs> like,. <laughs> Oh, the dream. <laughs> to be yeah, someone's yeah. pet. Great. He gets someone else to do that for him. <laughs> Maybe he can't do that sort of thing for himself. Maybe he's never lived independently before. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hasn't. So I guess that's he was self-aware enough to realize that he can't live independently. He needs someone to look out for him. And there's no one else in the world that he can trust to not turn him in. So, rat it is. <laughs> oh god what a terrible plan okay uh do we want to keep talking about peter pettigrew i have some rat facts if we'd like to learn about what it is like to be a rat yeah sure i guess i I, i'd like to preface by saying if we're gonna go for a debate format i think i'm arguing that it's good to be a rat for 12 years (laughs) i guess i'm arguing that it's not i don't have like a structured argument for that i just i just think it's bad (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's not too bad. I mean, my first point <laughs> is, like you've brought up recently, humans are dumb because we're the only animals on Earth that have to pay to exist. Rats don't mm, have to pay yeah. to exist. 
Yeah, capitalism is bad. Yeah. It is bad that we invented that and then structured our entire lives around it. Yeah. <laughs> Pro rat. Hmm. <laughs> One to the rat, zero to human. <laughs> All right, well, on the topic of capitalism. <laughs> so capitalism teaches us that we have to, like, monetize every single thing that we do. Always got to be hustling, got to have, like, goals, ambitions, can never just relax or anything. Yeah, I think Peter Pettigrew is obviously the antithesis of that because he spends 12 years doing nothing but eating and sleeping, according to Ron. Mm-hmm. And I also think that in order to be a person who could live like that, he has to be just like a sad, pathetic, weak person. Mm. I mean, that's very capitalist of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I have aligned myself with the capitalists on this. Like, I'm not saying... You have to be hustling 24-7. But to do nothing for 12 (laughs) years? I mean... Like, even my cat needs enrichment. Like, (laughs) I can't just leave her alone. i got to play with her We don't know that he did absolutely nothing. Because rats are nocturnal. So while the various teenage boys who were taking care of him were asleep, he could have been reading, (laughs) could have been listening to the radio, could have been scurrying around exploring places... Could have been cooking. Cool. We don't know. When you say reading. Yeah. <laughs> do you mean in his human form or do you think he read books as a rat? No, as a rat. Okay, um, great. Like, I think he would just, if he was put in a cage, maybe he'd get out of the cage. But otherwise, I think Ron just put him in his bed and slept with him, right? So. I think so. Scabbers could easily just crawl out of the bed, find a book, find a newspaper. I mean, we know that he read the news. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he did read the newspaper. That was the thing he was doing. Yeah, so... He also definitely doesn't have a cage. He doesn't have an enclosure or anything. He's just loose in the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just fucking chill around house to himself every night. Yeah, I don't think he did, though. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Because... Okay. First of all, let's jump back to what you just said rats are nocturnal i don't think they are they uh, are because i did rat research i did rat research as well (laughs) okay well i read that rats are um what's the word crepuscular or something that word where you're most active at dawn and dusk in the twilight hours and you're not really nocturnal or diurnal okay well i read the nocturnal so who's true okay who's the real (laughs) we don't know There's no way to decide. <laughs> it would make sense to me that rats are nocturnal or have become nocturnal because if they're living in urban or suburban areas, people less people are out at night. So they would adapt yeah. to being out at night and you might see them at dawn and dusk because they're coming out or going home. Yeah, look, and in Peter Pettigrew's case, look, he's not a rat. He's a man. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so he could be choosing to be nocturnal because he can just exactly. do that. Yeah, you know, because if Ron's like, all he does is eat and sleep, it's like, yeah, well, if I was a man living as a rat, that would be what I would do when I was being taken care of by my teenage fucking master, I guess. And then as soon as he goes to sleep, I'm like, all right, time for me to get up to what I actually wanted to. <laughs> like, read the news, cook, I don't know, run around the garden, <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever I want to do world's my oyster the news, run around the garden <laughs> all the enrichment tasks a rat could desire exactly rats are real smart you know <laughs> rats are smart once again he's not a rat he is a man <laughs> <laughs> you know how Sirius said that like he started to take on dog qualities after a while yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. I wonder if, if being a rat made Peter Pettigrew a bit smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Peter Pettigrew was a stupid man. No. Um, so I have some notes here because I was like, well, being a rat, it's kind of like living in social isolation for 12 years. Mm. Because even though he's around humans and like he can, like he can observe the lives of the Weasleys like watching a soap opera and he does like he's involved in their lives i guess but he can't talk to them or express Mm. any emotions or anything it's kind of like it's got to be like you know when you're listening to a podcast and the people on the podcast are saying something incredibly wrong and you know the right answer and you want to die Mm -hmm. from screaming so loud (laughs) that's art nocturnal you fucking idiot (laughs) yeah yeah that vibe Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, he's an active voyeur. Um, I think that he's the kind of guy that would like enjoy that, though. I don't think he's ever been one to... When he was hanging out with the Marauders, he was definitely the object of like low-key bullying from his friends because he couldn't come up with something clever to say. Yeah. Quick enough or like he wasn't interesting enough. So... Him being a voyeur, he's probably used to that sort of shit. <laughs> he's probably used to just sort of being the one that reads all the dynamics of everyone in the room, but doesn't really get involved very much. Um, mm. Yeah, he was definitely like the black sheep of basically every social situation he's ever been in, who hangs out yeah. with the cooler, stronger kids mm. for protection, basically. That's always been his jam. But where I was going with this is like, a regular person, like a human person, would go insane if they had no social interaction at all for 12 years. But he does have social interaction. Like... He, yeah, he has the social interaction of watching the Weasleys, and also apparently he can communicate with rats. So if yeah, there's other, other rats, rats in the Weasley house. Which I, I assume there would be. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, I mean, they live on the farm. There's rats on the farm. Yeah. Like, it's happening. So they you can have... talk to the other rats. In the movies, at least, they have chickens and pigs and things. I don't know if they yeah. do... Actually, maybe maybe a chicken coop is mentioned at some point in the books. Can't remember. The Weasleys maybe have some other animals. If nothing else, they have uh, owls and gnomes and shit running around. Mm-hmm. Although, that's an interesting point. Did Errol know that Peter Pettigrew was a man? <laughs> owls are a little more clever, but not clever enough, apparently. I think just measles, because Hedwig mm. was around... Um, Scabbers too, and she didn't really alert anything. But Crookshanks was like, this guy's a man. <laughs> yeah. Crookshanks knew this was a man. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if we're saying that Peter Pettigrew can talk to the other animals, did he just give Errol the cold shoulder for 12 years? No, no, no he can only talk to rats. Oh, can he? Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty I... sure. It's never mentioned that he can talk to any other animal, just rats. Uh, I just reckon he can talk to other animals, because, like, Sirius can talk to Crookshanks. No, but Crookshanks is a measle. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. Like, so that's... I think we covered this in our Animagus episode. Like, if you can talk to other magical creatures, like right. measles, but you can't talk to any other animal besides the animal that you are. Like, Sirius could talk to other dogs, I guess. Yeah, um, I think that's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I okay, keep going back and forth on this point. Yes. So he had very, very minimal social interaction for 12 years. That should have gone, that should have driven him mad. Like, there's a reason why we put people into solitary isolation in prisons. It's torture to do that to someone. Yeah. So he should have gone crazy. But, well, he is. Yeah, he is crazy. But like, <laughs> when he turns back into a man, he's like, he's like <laughs> nibbling on his fingers and like scurrying around. And he's like, ah. like, he's, he's not 
He's not, you he's know, not doing all right great. There. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he's also <laughs> not like talking to himself. He's not like having a full on <laughs> mental breakdown every second we look at him. But he's not talking to himself, but he is like, he has no filter. Like, and he just like is yeah, talking to people skills. really weirdly. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it shows. It, it shows. It had an effect on him. Sirius talks about how spending a lot of time in his dog shape while in Azkaban kept him sane, but I always attributed that more to the the harsh conditions of Azkaban and yeah. like being a dog as a reprieve from being a man. Yeah. But he also talks about how when he's in his dog shape, emotions are simplified. Mm-hmm. So I think that for uh, Peter, spending 12 years as a rat, like you're basically spending 12 years with a rat brain with more primitive emotions and cognition, I think, like, part of the reason why he can get by just, like, sleeping and eating all the time is because he would be less bored. Yeah. I'm not going to say full rat brain. I'm going to say, like, 80% rat brain. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think... he still knows he's a man. He still knows the things that he knows, and he can still le- learn new information and stuff like that, but he's not really, like... He doesn't need constant stimulation. Mm. I think, yeah. like, human mind inside of a rat brain, basically. True, true. Good point. Mm. Yeah, like he's not he's not fully a rat. He is definitely a man. <laughs> but I yeah. really think that being in the, his brain being in the shape of a rat's brain has a serious effect on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's for the better. Look, uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I think of this often, you know, when you see like um like a cartoon or like a movie with like a provincial woman and she has like one of those metal racks that she lays down in the river and she like gets a bunch of clothes and like scrubs it along this rack a to washboard. like, you know, yeah, a washboard. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that to my brain. Oh, like yeah. I want to be able to remove my brain, scrub it in that like icy cold crisp river Ugh. and just sort of like clean it completely. I don't like And then that. put it back in. Um, so maybe it's good to have like, a human mind and consciousness, but in the simplicity and the the, the feralness, <laughs> the simpleness of a rat brain. <laughs> maybe that's good. Like actually. you were talking earlier about, like at <laughs> night, maybe he runs around the garden. Like maybe that's all he needs. <laughs> maybe that's great. Like one of my, my first point about why it's good to be a rat is being small is pretty cool. You get a new perspective on things. It is like good to be small. I agree. <laughs> it would be good to be like, oh, I get super. Like you know, it's it's late at night. Everyone's asleep. I can scurry downstairs and, like, I can explore this whole garden. Like, you can just run around. The grass looks pretty tall. Yeah. Everything looks big. It might feel nice and dewy underfoot in the little paws. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be good. I do sometimes think about, like, what if I was, like, a toy from Toy Story or, like, just yeah, 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 some yeah. sort of, like, very, very small creature and I could just sort of scuttle around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think about that often. <laughs> yeah. Like... You know how there's there's a bunch of movies and stuff about small people or small creatures yeah, like the borrowers. the borrowers, George Shrinks, mm-hmm. Stuart Little, Stuart Little, Ariadne. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like you know how they have all their little little tricks and gadgets yeah. and stuff to get around and navigate the world. They've got their like little ab sailing thing to get down the stairs, and they're in their chair, and then they've got like a little race car that brings them their food like a sushi train Mm -hmm. you know i I would think about the possibilities like obviously yeah obviously scabbers or peter pettigrew doesn't do that because he's meant to be just like a regular pet rat he's not meant to be like a conscious stupid little (laughs) rat whatever that is whatever the fuck stupid little is that's an episode for another that's a topic for another episode we can't deal with that here what is stupid little (laughs) 
Because he's not a rat, because he walks in dogs. <laughs> but he's also not a man, because he's clearly a rat. He's not. He's a boy. He's a little boy. He's not a boy. <laughs> he has a tail and fur. But so did the other rats in the movie, and they all talk. But the cats talk, but they act and look like regular cats. <laughs> but the bird yeah, yeah. has a little scar. Yeah, yeah, she flies an airplane. Yeah, it's a bird. What, but well, she doesn't fly an airplane. She is the airplane, but she's dressed like Amelia Earhart. Yeah, no, Stuart has a little airplane that he flies. That's right. She doesn't. Yeah, fly yeah, an airplane. yeah. Yeah, but she does have a little hat and and goggles or whatever it is that she's got. But then the big falcon doesn't have any doesn't. of that. He's just a falcon. He's naked. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of why do the why does Stuart Little wear clothes? Like I understand because he lives with a been... human family and they don't want to see his rat yeah. junk. <laughs> it's true rats have big balls but he's like part of human society so he's been conditioned to have clothes i suppose but like but also why is he part of human society how did he get that yeah how did he get in the orphanage <laughs> like how did that happen why was the it's orphanage like, like walk here's this rat that speaks in a human voice <laughs> and walks its hind leg why don't we kill it with a brick <laughs> yeah they instead of being like why don't we kill this awful thing or why don't we submit it to a lab for science they're like put it in an orphanage it's a little boy <laughs> Let's put it in clothes and try to get it adopted to a human couple. Maybe that's one big experiment. Like, because <laughs> like, maybe it's good actually <laughs> to, to adopt a little rat boy instead of an actual child that needs a home. Because this rat's gonna die in like two years, so maybe it's like. Oh, like an old couple who always wanted a child. But it's not. But they're like, we know it's they're getting on. No. <laughs> I know the littles are fucked. But imagine if it was like an old couple who always wanted a child but never had one, and they're getting on in years. And I'm like, oh, we can never possibly have a child now. And like, you know, having a pet isn't exactly the same. But there's this perfect in between. The Venn diagram meets in the center of Stuart Little, and they can just raise him for like two years, maybe tops, and then he dies, and then. They die, and that's it's good. Yeah, um. like in Roald Dahl, the witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, we're so off topic. Um. Let's, we're gonna have to talk about other rats. I feel like you've got points about Ratatouille because I know how deeply oh. you love that movie. I I love it. Like literally, I hate. I don't want to get in my soapbox too early, but I used to hate rats. Um, I used to really not like them, and I used to be scared of them, and I've killed plenty of rats in my day. Yes, um, not like. Oh yeah, we should talk like about just, that as well. <laughs> Not like just, you know, like a, like a serial killer vibe. Just like it was the situation called for rats to be killed. Yeah, that time when um, we were killing rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it was normal. Anyway. It was a structured um, rat killing activity. Yeah, it was it was a massacre of human on rat, some might say. Um, we, yeah, we literally hunted them down and we all killed them together. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I didn't like rats for many years and I watched Fatatouille. And at first I was like, yeah, what a movie. And then I, I rewatched it again years later. And wow, you know, it's true what they say. Movies really are empathy machines. I love rats now. I think that they're really smart and beautiful animals that should be respected. And Ratatouille, man. Ratatouille did that to me. Yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I've always liked rats. I had a pet rat. Her name was Tinkerbell. And then later Tink, because I, I stopped liking Peter Pan as much during the time that I had this rat. <laughs> And, well, lack of taste. I know. <laughs> I like it again now. <laughs> Look, <Yeah>. childhood. <laughs> Times change. Times change. You know? Yeah, I had Maybe a pet rat, uh, who I loved, <laughs> and then I stopped loving her, and I neglected her so much that she went feral and had to die. Um, because mm. I was a child, and I wasn't a, I wasn't old enough for the responsibility of taking care of a pet, and my parents didn't yeah. intervene for some reason. 
Yeah, you really just picked up a rat out of the garden. And no, I didn't. Took... It was a pet rat from a store, you lunatic. What? I always thought you just picked it up from the wild. No, I didn't just grab a fucking feral rat out of the grass and then we bought her <laughs> from the store. Who told me that? Was that Taylor, our cousin, that told me that you just picked up a rat from that? She probably fucking did. I don't know. I might have told you that. <laughs> sounds like the kind of lie i would tell we are so fucking off topic okay i liked rats i had a pet rat i watched ratatouille i fucking hate that movie i hate all the rats in that movie <laughs> disgusting terrible you should watch it again no Maybe... i've seen it again <laughs> watch it again no. you can't brainwash me with ratatouille I think let's I can. talk about my rat facts <laughs> while we're on the topic of just general rats yeah okay Here's some things about rats that I think might influence whether or not it's good to be a rat for 12 years. Sure. Rats are highly social animals. They play together, yeah. groom each other, and sleep together. Rats often smell and lick each other's mouths. Good. A mischief of rats. I, I think it's so good that like when you hang out with all your buddies, you get to call yourself a mischief. That's fantastic. That is good. And it would be good yeah. to live in a big group of rats, I think. But Peter Pettigrew <laughs> was alone. He didn't have any other rats, so he was a lonely rat. I mean, it's fate. You know, he, he's going to die alone. Like, That's what happens when you betray all just... your friends to a murderer. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. happens. It's la rata. <laughs> Domestic rats are very clean, constantly grooming themselves like cats. That's good. Mm-hmm. But they do... They use their teeth as combs. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. But they do easily that's, catch that's and good. carry various diseases. So it's easy to get disease as a rat. But I think probably harder to get disease as a wizard who's really a rat because wizards are... Mm. resistant to many d- muggle diseases also it's easy to get diseases as a man yeah that's true like, <laughs> you could fucking step on a needle one day and be like oh shit now i've got tetanus and i'm addicted to heroin <laughs> like <laughs> that's my biggest fear but like also like you can just exist in the world and catch the coronavirus yep. <laughs> like, been there <laughs> been there um yeah i think Definitely, like, coming back to the grooming thing, mm-hmm. like, um, you get to lick yourself clean like a cat, get but to. also, <laughs> but also you have the teeth that are like a comb, mm. right? I do like the I big think that's front really teeth. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's real good. I love big front teeth just in general, mm. but like, you know, sometimes when you got like an itch on your hand, say, and you're like itching your skin, but then it's not enough, so you kind of just like, gnaw <laughs> at your skin, <laughs> like a little bit of a, a like, like, like a, a big rat person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you could do that to your entire body. Like, you know, you're flexible enough and your bones are jelly enough that you can sort of like, say you've got like an itch like on on the on your back or like your side and you can just like comb that out with your big teeth that just keep growing. So that's why you have to keep nibbling things. Mm. And it just, that, that would feel, I think, really good. And <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Okay. So here's the thing about me and my body. I have these mm. things on the end of my fingers called nails that are like kind of yeah. like a hard surface on the end of my fingers. And it's very good and yeah. satisfying to scratch using those with the added advantage that I can't taste shit with them. <laughs> so I actually don't <laughs> want to put my mouth all over my body and bite my itches away. <laughs> you can't taste with your teeth. Come no, on. but my teeth are right next to everything else that I can taste with. <laughs> yeah, sometimes nails aren't enough. Sometimes you gotta, you got to chew. I don't know. The, the real people know what I'm talking about. There's people out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just, if um, nails aren't enough, I, once again, I'm a human being and I can use tools. <laughs> no, 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 no. Use nature's tools. Nature's tools, teeth. Uh, okay, more rat facts. 
Rats are opportunistic omnivores. They live on a diet of grains, cereals, berries and fruits, plant material, Yum. insects, and occasional meat, eggs, and fish. Oh, that's like that sounds really good, good for their iron. <laughs> like, you know, all that fish, that egg, that meat, that dried fruits. That's a really good... You know, they're getting their B12. They're getting their iron. Yeah. <laughs> they're healthy. They're limber. The only Yum. thing that I don't like in that list is eggs. Not insects. I'm fine with like insects. Eggs? I don't like eggs. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I eat an egg every second day. I eat eggs all the time, and I hate it every single time. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it would be good to, to like, crunch down on a crunchy insect. Yeah. Um, especially with your strong little teeth. Because, like I mentioned, the teeth just keep growing. Rat teeth just keep mm. growing. And so that's why they have to constantly nibble at things, which is also a, a bonus of being a rat. When you eat something, you pick it up with your little hands, and you just... Like, you just nibble at it, like, a little, and you, like, work it around. It just looks very satisfying. Like, they look like they're enjoying themselves when they eat something. Rats do have little hands, and that's very good. Uh, yeah, and little ears. Don't forget the little ears. And tail. Tail's a massive advantage. Love tail. Yes. But I do wish it was more prehensile. Prehensile tail's the best one to have. Mm. They can help you balance, and I think you can grab things with it, but you can't, like, do what monkeys can do. No. Like, you can just do little You can't, like, things. swing on it or anything. And no. I grab things like Apple Bobbing will wrap her tail around me, but she can't like grip me or anything. It's just like a no, reflex no. action. No. Yeah. You can also deglove the tail if you need to. Ugh, why? <laughs> so say you're escaping from a front of Oh, okay. Not just for um, fucking and... torture. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you want to really hurt this rat, here's a fucked up thing you can do to it. <laughs> yeah, they can deglove the tail and then basically the tail that's left is like kind of fleshy because they've just basically removed the skin from mm. it. So that can cause them to get infected. So they have to be careful oh. if they deglove their tail. Um, that's gross. Yeah. Don't like that at all. Horrible. I'm putting that as a disadvantage <laughs> of being a rat. Degloving a body part is horrible. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. It's like that scene in Hannibal, you know, where he grabs her arm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is like that scene in Hannibal. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rats are afraid or wary of new things in case they are unsafe. <laughs> I know that Peter Pettigrew is a man, but I just think that's like part of his personality as well. Mm-hmm. Most active is dawn and dusk. I said that. Physically adept explorers who love to run, climb, balance, and dig. So very easy to train to do different things oh, like that. Yes, to balance, dig. You know, like, have you ever seen those videos where it's like a cat cam? Like someone puts a camera on a cat's collar. Yeah. And you just get to watch it climb and run and dig. Like, mm. oh, I wish that were me. And yet that could yeah. be you if you lived as a rat for 12 years. Oh, that's what I was saying. Right. Sorry, I remember the thing that I was going to say. I often think that, like, if I had to transform into an animal or if I got trapped in an animal form, what kind would I find most agreeable? Mm. And anything with little hands is great. Oh, yeah. Because I love to grab and hold things with my little hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rats <laughs> definitely have that. Like, cats don't have the little hands. Cats are a good one because yeah. they can do a lot of shit, but they don't have the little hands. So that makes me think the better alternative is like some sort of primate, like a monkey or something. Mm-hmm. Squirrel is one that I'm quite Squirrel, fond of. Squirrel, that's good. A possum, something like oh, that with hands. yeah, a possum would be great, actually. Possum is great. Or like a quoll. I love quolls. It is pretty. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I say possum, I mean Australian possum, not the bullshit American possums that are feral <laughs> and disgusting garbage animals. Our Australian possums. We have possums the superior possums. Are feral and cute. And we feed them Macca's fries from the trees. <laughs> And sometimes they're adorable if, and great. If they get on the road and the tram is coming, we have to get the possum off the tram track. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an adventure that happened to you in real life. It really did. Um, 
But you uh, can't my touch first it. encounter with a possum was when we were camping and it came down out of the roof of the building we were in and we were all feeding it and it almost crawled on my shoulder. But mum was like, don't let the feral animal <laughs> climb onto you. Just feed it from arm's length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the thing she I, was right to say that. The thing I was thinking about is like, there's lots of Australian animals that we encounter and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we know as Australians, don't touch the animal because if it yeah, bites yeah. you, you know, like, don't scare the animal, that sort of thing. Because all our animals are fucked. Don't touch them. Yeah. But, like, I always think about the fact that, like, in terms of being bitten by something, the human mm. bite is the second most dangerous bite in the world. Like, is first mosquitoes? No, the first is some sort of lizard. I think it's like a Komodo dragon or something like that. That sounds um, about right. Or a bearded dragon. I don't know. But, like, so if something bit me, what if I just bit it back? Like, <laughs> like it's yeah, in more danger than I am, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> depends. Like, it really depends on the animal. Shark, no. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Mouse, yes. Can't bite that. Yeah, yeah, mouse, like, something bites me, I literally just grab it, bite it back. Get fucked. You're going to bite me, I'm going to bite you back. You have more problem than me now. <laughs> I think in most situations, if you're getting bit by an animal, the animal is in more danger than you because you are more dangerous than most animals because mm. you have access to knife, gun, brain, <laughs> the tools we've used to Dumb. climb to the top of the food chain. <laughs> Unless you're dealing with like a crocodile in a swamp or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, in which case you're fucked. There's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you're in the jaws of a croc, you're done. <laughs> but I don't know. If I was dealing with a crocodile at the zoo or something, I reckon I could probably get away. Oh, no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, I just, I know how to get out of the zoo cage. <laughs> the crocodile There's doesn't. no zoo cage that if you fall into, you can get out easily enough for a croc. There's no, absolutely nothing. No way. Because they have to build them so that people don't fall into them. <laughs> so if you manage to fall into a croc cage or croc enclosure, you're done. <laughs> I just think I would have a better chance than if I was in the swamp with a crocodile. <laughs> I can get to safety faster from the zoo cage the, than the deserted swamp. The only advantage you have is that there's people around and also the crocs. Are, yeah, the crocs are, exactly. Like the crocs are bigger than like Australia Zoo. They're used to having people walking around because they do the croc shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So they, they mightn't attack you. And also they're, they're well fed, so they mightn't want to attack you because they're hungry. They're not hungry. Yeah, anymore. they would have absolutely no reason to attack me. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's the zoo person again. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's not like every time the zookeeper goes into the croc cage, it's a fucking all-out battle for survival. No, I mean, actually, I have a friend who works with animals, and whenever they're feeding the crocs or doing anything with the crocs, there has to be three people. One who's in the cage, another who spots them, and another who's up high outside of the cage watching the entire scenario. <laughs> because yeah. crocs are hunters, and so they have to make sure that nothing goes wrong, and there has to be three people involved at all times. So, I don't know, it's, it's never like, it is kind of like a battle for survival every time. <laughs> you kind of have to be really fucking on point every time. Anyway. Okay, good. I forget why we got onto this. I said I could survive a crocodile or something. Quite yeah, hard. you said I you like could to su- make insane claims on the podcast. <laughs> Another pro rat argument, maybe. Okay, maybe have the ability to control a human being like a puppet. Yeah, maybe. I, I knew we were going to go here. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No other animal it's can a- do that. <laughs> Patently false. <laughs> Pretty wrong. I can easily prove you wrong. First of all, it's never established that it's all humans. I think that one guy was just a freak. <laughs> but <laughs> we are talking about Ratatouille again for anyone who hasn't seen that movie. Yeah, Linguini. But like, 
What are the chances? Yeah, I think he's just like that. I don't think that's all human. What are the odds that of all the people that this intelligent cooking rat runs into, <laughs> it's the guy that is able to be moved around like a puppet? Maybe it's not like every human, yeah, but I'm going to say, say they're soulmates. Maybe it's like 45% of humans in that universe. 45%. <laughs> no way. 0.45% I would give you, maybe. <laughs> oh, um. Get to have a tail. I've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Eating rats is taboo in some cultures, but perfectly fine in others. As far as I know about <laughs> British culture, I think living as a rat for 12 years would mean you'd be relatively safe from being eaten. Um. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that and being a pet. Like, I doubt yeah. Percy Weasley was waking up every day and flipping a coin to see if he eats his rat or not. <laughs> or waking up every day thoroughly checking Scaffold's cage to make sure George hasn't eaten his rat. <laughs> insane point to bring up <laughs> it's just what i came up when i was researching rats i know where you read that you read that on the rat wikipedia because yeah. i read it as well but i just ignored it because i'm like well that's not relevant to her <laughs> oh, it's so relevant you're like no we've got to talk about the fact that it's taboo in most cultures to eat rats but not in all therefore there's a slight chance you'll get eaten you never know i mean if we're talking i mean if we were talking about living as a rat in general for 12 years Mm-hmm. That's a risk you'd have to Which know. I think we should. Yeah. We should talk about it as the Weasley's pets and also just in general. Yeah, that's a risk you'd have to know. I'd want to know what cultures, like, it's taboo to eat a rat in because then I would be, yeah. that's the place I'd be going. That's, you know, like, that's one thing that's less thing that's going to try and eat me. <laughs> People. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People. Uh, you have a very keen sense of smell and could even be able to detect landmines. That's one of the things that rats Ooh. do, working rats. Yeah, I've heard that rats are used to like sniff out gunpowder and stuff. Yeah, there's um, there's I've actually watched a lot of footage because when I was studying like peace and conflict studies, one of the big things is like the removal of landmines, like years and years mm. after wars. And yeah, working rats like they're like huge. They're like maybe half the size of a cat, and they Ooh. put them in a little vest <laughs> and on a little leash, <laughs> and they um, they basically just walk them around, and the rats just sort of give signals if they detect a landmine, and they save lives every day. That's cool. Yeah. See, that's what I could get behind because hustle culture, like that rat has a job. <laughs> you're just I mad think... that Peter Pettigrew is like a doll plunger? Is that what you're mad at? <laughs> no. I'm mad that he doesn't have anything to fill his days. <laughs> that we know of. Because I couldn't live like that. He's probably, I, I really just think he's reading the news, reading books, listening to the radio during the night, running around the garden. <laughs> the garden. Yeah, that garden, man. I keep coming back to it because they have a quite, pretty good garden at the borough. They do have a great garden. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's ever physically threatened, like if a gnome tries to take it back to his gnome hole, he literally just has to turn into a man and then the yeah. gnome will drop him. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that because I was doing like advantages and disadvantages of being a rat and like disadvantage, obviously predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about if I'm a rat and a cat gets me is that it's very, very easy for me to turn back into a human and I guess kick the cat to death. I don't know. And that's what Peter Pettigrew did when he faked his death. Like the cat was trying to get him. He turned into a man, spilled some blood, fled the scene. <laughs> like, oh, right. In the books, I'm like... Okay, is the cat in this scenario serious black? What are you talking about? Right, yeah, no, that was a thing that happened. No. <laughs> he did set up a fake crime scene. That's very funny. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah. That's one of his many talents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were talking about cats have 
uh, sensitive whiskers and good hearing. Is that one of the things you were saying? Um, rats do. Um, yeah, they have really good hearing and, and good sense of smell. And they have, yeah, sensitive whiskers, which are like, they can touch them on the grounds and surfaces and get a feel for the environment around them. Yeah, cool. I, I may have said cat there, but I did mean rat, yes. Mm. Uh, okay, so a disadvantage that I have was rats have very, very weak eyesight. They can only see in shades of grey and light shadow. So shapes of things are indistinct, and in human terms, if you were a rat, you would be legally blind. But they can look Aww. in two directions at once, and they can also sleep with their eyes open. They can see above them as well. Yeah, they can um, look at the sky to check for birds, I guess, and also be looking at something else. Oh, they seem black and white. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just—it's <laughs> interesting to me that like you can go from being a human with apparently 2020 vision to effectively blind as a rat. Mm, mm. I would but say that's see, a disadvantage. But you can see in so many other ways. Like, I think the whiskers thing is a big advantage and the smell and the hearing. You'd just be like, you'd be on a whole other level of sensing the environment around you. You'd probably be seeing better than you would as a human. I just think it would be very disorienting. Oh, yeah. But you'd get used to it. And also... Yeah, I guess. Like... He's been doing this since he was a teenager, mm. in his case. So this is something that he's like run, like running through the woods from a werewolf and stuff. Like he's quite used to it. Um, yeah, he's used to it. But like, I just truly cannot imagine what it would look like to be able to look in two completely different directions at once and be vision. basically blind. <laughs> yeah, I can't picture another kind of vision. POV, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it'd be cool. I, I, I think that's a pro actually, because I often think about like what we're missing because we like sight is our dominant for, for most people sight is our dominant sense yeah and so i often wonder what we're missing like in terms of experience in the world around us because mm-hmm. i don't know i miss heaps i have a terrible sense of smell um, <laughs> and i refuse to listen to anyone so my hearing's out like, I listening <laughs> suck at smelling so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i got a fifth sense i don't know um <laughs> You can swim really well as a rat. Rats oh, have been good. known to swim up sewer pipes and even into toilets. Yep, hate that. And terrible. You can hold your breath underwater for several minutes. Several minutes? Um, but you know what I can also do as a human? Hold your breath underwater for several minutes. And swim. Minutes. Great. I'm great at it. <laughs> I love to swim. Not in the toilet, but once again, I'm not a rat. I just think the ability to swim up a pipe, I think that's, like, obviously the size is part of it, but, like, that's fucking hard to do. I think that they're really good swimmers. It is hard to do, and even if I was a rat, I would never, ever, ever do that. That no. would be, like, swimming uh. Swimming through pipes would be, like, cave diving, which is another thing that I would rather shoot myself in the head with a gun than ever do. Mm, true, true, true. But it is good to know. Like, if you need to make, if you need to go into the sewers and make a little boat, you can. But if you fall out of the boat, it's no biggie. You're fine. You can swim. No. I but. hate the idea of swimming through a long enclosed space without mm. knowing with absolute certainty what's on the other side or that there's going to be an air pocket you can get to. Mm. Yeah, Terrible. Fine. Hate that. Disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be a rat. No. <laughs> oh, well. I think it's good. <laughs> Another pro here, you can eat a lot of eggs from birds. This is, I don't know why, wait, if anyone can do that. <laughs> That's not rat specific. <laughs> I look forward to seeing how many of your pro rat things are just things you could do now. I can I can bite myself with my teeth. <laughs> Great. No, Another thing I, I can do, but choose not to. I can do to. that now, but I can't comb myself with my teeth. I feel like that would be exhilarating, you know? You ever had hair stuck between your teeth? That's not good. No! Ew! <laughs> How the 
fuck did you get hair stuck between your teeth? I didn't. I've had other things stuck between my teeth and I can just extrapolate. I can imagine what it's like. <laughs> Flossing? You ran out of floss? <laughs> yeah, and I decided to use my own human hair <laughs> from my back. Like yeah. Jack Sparrow. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They have very strong teeth, very sensitive whiskers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, when you smile, your ears relax, droop, and become pinker. How cute. That's very cute. That's How that's cute a big that? advantage. That's real good. That's definitely a hundred points plus to that. <laughs> what is this rating system? <laughs> um, you can hear very well, including high pitched tones that humans can't hear. Mm-hmm. Ultrasonic um, tones. Which also might be how you communicate with other rats. They might be able to make ultrasonic noises and have a rat language like that. Yeah, squeaking. Very cool. All right. Uh, Here are some bad things I have listed. Um, Mm -hmm. Reputation. Rats have a bad rap. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Mm. It's hard to be a rat in today's society. (laughs) But, you know, as a wise woman once said, it's hard out here for a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Women have a bad reputation too, and I'm still here. Like What's the so noble rat. <laughs> Women have yeah. a bad rat. <laughs> you know? I also maybe, think... Maybe it's a rat. <laughs> I also think that the social pressures of being a rat, which is an insane thing to say, <laughs> would definitely be less in wizarding society versus muggle, because wizards are all about cats, rats, toads. Like, they love that oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, rats are witchy, so not as bad, yeah. I guess. In many ways, it's probably worse to be like a dog in wizarding society. <laughs> Oh, we know what it is worse to be. A pig. They hate oh, pigs. They hate pigs. Al, <laughs> top of the food chain. Pig, terrible. Rat, probably somewhere pretty near the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, top corner. But that say. said, you are, like, the ugly fat girl of rats because Ron goes to the rat store or the pet store. Oh, true, <laughs> And yeah. there's rats there that are, like, glossy and beautiful and yeah. playing jump rope with each other's tails. Material girl, sleek, yeah. sexy And, like, the rats. pet store owner looks at this and is, like, disgusting. <laughs> this thing <laughs> should be this? dead. It's filthy what and horrible. this dumb rat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you should true. throw this in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yassified. You're not like the other beautiful rats. Yeah. <laughs> but have you considered that maybe if I was a rat, I would be beautiful? So it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am naturally beautiful, so that would... <laughs> yeah, like, I'm naturally would... superior to my peers. And also, Peter Pettigrew, lest we forget, is a man. And as we know, whenever a woman becomes an animal, she gets, like, animal titties and yeah. lashes and stuff and is instantly more yassified and pretty. So that would be me. Oh. That is the rule. <laughs> yeah, I'd be attractive rat. Mm-hmm. Rat attractive, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have I got here? Con, high birth rate. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> yeah, as a female rat, it's something like a litter of six to 12 rats every three weeks or something. What? Yeah, it's crazy. What? <laughs> rats breed so fast. You have I'm no idea. Every rat, every male rat away from me. They disgust me. I'm keeping yeah. them away. Like, as a, as a pet rat owner, it's like you have to have only rats of the same sex. You can't have them together. Otherwise, you're breeding rats, whether you like it or not. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ugh. one of many reasons why we use them in science, because we can fucking churn them out. Yeah, true. The last thing I had here for a con is possibility of becoming a rat king. That's it. Yes. Uh, rat kings are very, very bad. If anyone doesn't know what they are, it's when a bunch of rats... Google it. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. Uh, their <laughs> tails get tangled together, and then they become... Like, 
like imagine a wagon wheel of rats but instead yeah. of being spokes meeting at the center it's rat tails in a big knot i don't know why they wouldn't call it a rat ring i mean it's right there it's because it's they're the, the king of rats in uh folklore they sometimes get psychic powers <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad then yeah it's I like mean, 12 rat brains combined into one it's like a pokemon evolution <laughs> Ooh, i mean you know you i don't know if that's true it. i don't think it is but in folklore sure <laughs> you're part of the ship part of the crew but extra psychic powers is pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah <laughs> look in harry potter i wouldn't put it past a rat king to exist and have psychic powers but i don't want to be part of one i'd rather keep my own non-psychic brain separate <laughs> and not have to be tangled by the tail with 11 other rats terrible yeah. no good yeah look there is debate around whether rat kings are real or if they were just a hoax set up to make historians freak out um look i don't know <laughs> i just hope it's not real I think they've definitely existed, but, like, people make them, maybe. I don't mm. think they might not be naturally occurring. I hope they wouldn't be naturally occurring. Yeah, I haven't seen enough rats at once. The only time I saw enough rats at once was the massacre that we all yeah. participated in. Um, but, yeah. Do you want to explain that, or are you happy leaving it there? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's best to leave it there. <laughs> No, I mean, I, long story short, we were on a farm, the rats were getting into the chicken coop and killing all the chickens, so we had to go and kill the rats. Um, yeah. That's, that's life on the farm, guys. That's yeah. how it is. As a fun game on the farm, we decided to clear the rats out of the chicken coop by, we all surrounded the chicken coop with big sticks and dogs who were trained to rat, and our uncle, or man who we knew on the farm, <laughs> went into the chicken coop and scared all the rats out, and then we beat them to death. Yeah, with sticks. With yeah. sticks. Uh, yeah. Just a fun game on the farm to play with the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jem yeah. was great at it. <laughs> I was a little too good at it. In I was fact, terrible. I, I don't remember it because I blacked out. And then when I came to, there was dead rats around me. <laughs> also, you were so young. You would have been, yeah. I don't know, like six or eight or something? No, I feel like... No, I was in, I was in late primary school. I was like 10 or 12. It was when you chipped your tooth. Because yeah, you smashed your tooth into another small child's skull. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Do you have any more rat facts, pros, cons? Uh, I think we've gone through most of my rat facts. The only one that I had was they're intelligent, good problem solvers. But again, that doesn't imply because it's a man. It's a man. Yeah. It's a man. Uh, oh, no, I did have one final rat fact, which mm. is that I was getting my rat facts from a ratty, which is apparently something that people who have rats call themselves. <laughs> and this <laughs> no, they don't. no they don't yeah people who keep rats and like make that part of their personality instead of just having a rat oh no yeah uh okay so apparently you're gonna love this so apparently some ratties will have a heart rat which is what they call the rat that they bond with the most their most beloved rat of all <laughs> Because it's normal to have many rats over a course of a lifetime because rats live less than humans. And this particular ratty whose blog I was reading and talking about their heart rat posted a picture of their heart rat and it was named Ron Weasley. And I thought that was very cute and on brand. (laughs) And also deeply insane. Um, No, they're happy. I love that for them. (laughs) Yeah. Live your best life. So. Hmm. Something that I think about 
Not a lot, but probably more than I would say is normal. Three times a week? <laughs> Not three times a week, less than that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little hypothetical that I like to explore in my own brain is yeah. if I was the pet of an alien, could I be happy with that life? Hmm. Yeah, I think there's lots of benefits. Um, yeah. You know, you get fed, you get a roof over your head, you don't have to worry about, like, hustling to have the basic needs of survival. Yeah, correct? once again, freedom from capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the, you know, so you, in your Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, your bottom triangles needs yeah. are being fulfilled. But then there's the other ones that, like, you know, self-realization. Um, yeah, that's the know. peak of the triangle, the togetherness of belonging or whatever that is. Yeah. You can get that togetherness and belonging. You can get that with your owners, um, yeah. for lack of a better term. But the self-realization and the human dignity part—that's mm, mm. where it's getting grim. Isn't yeah, it? dignity <laughs> is really low. Dignity is mm. through the pits. Yeah, and like yeah. self-actualization. I don't know. Would I say apple bobbing is self-actualized? <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to say. <laughs> and I do want to preface this, and by preface, I mean I guess say in the middle. I do want to contextualize this by saying that for me, this hypothetical, it's very important that it's like an alien because Mm. it's a completely different hypothetical to be like, would I be happy being the pet of another human being? (laughs) Because that's, that's, we're talking something else at the moment. Yeah, 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 absolutely. In this hypothetical, like an alien species is like the equivalent evolution and social development, blah, blah, blah. Where the alien is to us humans that we are to dogs, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, they just sometimes adopt and have humans as pets. And could I be happy if I was somebody else's pet? And I think for me, the big determinant in whether or not I can be happy as someone else's pet is, like, boredom. I just think I would be so fucking bored. Mm-hmm. Intolerably bored. Which I guess is my big problem with Peter Pettigrew. What was he doing for 12 years? <laughs> Why yeah. wasn't he hustling? But then also, so part of me being a responsible pet owner and taking care of Apple Bobbing, who is my cat, if I haven't said that in this episode, <laughs> I think I've referred to her both as my cat and as Apple Bobbing, but not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Is that like, I give her the proper enrichment, which for her is a piece of string on the ground, or toys, <laughs> or a ball with a bell in it. She loves yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes her so happy and fulfilled. Whereas I think if I was the pet of an alien, the enrichment they would have to give me would be like Netflix and Stardew yeah. Valley and books to read and books podcasts to listen to. Which play dates with other human life. pets. Isn't a bad life. I say this, but then I remember like being an ISO, right? Like, yeah, that's I was gonna bring up ISO as well. Like yeah, being an so... ISO but he can't talk to anyone or do anything is kind of what Peter Pettigrew's life was. Yeah, like, and when I was in ISO, I kept being like, oh, I'll do something productive, like, write. And then I watched, like, six movies in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, mm, maybe it's not best for me to be a pet, because I would just, like, absolutely succumb to that behavior. Mm-hmm. Just become, like, a fat cat. <laughs> just lying around. <laughs> just lying around. <laughs> Which, hey, a peaceful life, that for sure. Yeah, look. <laughs> but not fulfilling. <laughs> without the, is extrinsic a word? Whatever. Yeah. Without the like external drive towards productivity that is work, I have to be productive in order to provide food and shelter and blah, blah, blah to myself. Yeah. It is harder to force yourself to be productive. But that said, I am productive for reasons that have nothing to do with work. This entire podcast has done nothing but cost me time and money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still did it because I found it fun and fulfilling. 
And if I was a pet, I would still want to do things like do a podcast with my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And other, like, productive things like I sew my own clothes. I like to cook with my friends. You know, things like that that just enrich my life but don't make Mm. me money. (laughs) But the problem is you're at the whim of your owner. Exactly. You you mightn't be able to cook with your friends or do a podcast with your sister or something. Yeah, maybe my sister isn't also a pet. (laughs) They're buying, oh, see, that's what I would hate. They're yeah. buying you your clothes. I can't dress how I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where's the fashion? No. Yeah, you are very I'm much out. at the whim of another creature. No, I'm out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> this is why dignity is through the pits. <laughs> as soon as they try and put me in skinny jeans, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, how often do you see somebody with, like, a little dog or whatever that they're putting in a million costumes? Ooh. And it's like... I just feel so bad for that dog. Maybe they love it, but I know if I was that dog, I would hate it. I would hate, I hate it if it. my alien owners wanted to put me in a fucking dress or whatever. Yeah, I hate that. Let me be naked? <laughs> what am I dress? How do I dress in this scenario? It's normal. Yeah. Yeah, what I don't about, know what like... the normal human pet dress is. <laughs> what about, like... um what it would be like to be a rat but not owned by the weasleys right yes i wanted to talk about the differences between being a pet and being free so Mm. like if we if we give if it is a given that peter pettigrew has to remain a rat because that's the only way that he can be safe first of all i don't think that's true i think he could have gone to australia (laughs) or whatever but if he has to be a rat is it better to be a pet or is it better to be free definitely safer to be a pet but you run the risk of being exposed at any time Uh uh-huh and for him, for Peter Pettigrew, I think it's absolutely better to be a pet because mm. he's a lazy, stupid person. But then... Who's all about his own personal safety. But then there's, like, the, the benefit of being free is I get to live out my Stuart Little fantasy. Yeah. Not, like, being adopted by family, but, like, I get to have all my little things. Yeah. <laughs> my little gadgets and my little cars and stuff like that. I get to swim up a pipe into a toilet, which is something that you apparently think is good. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm a if he I'm a bit free... me, I bite him back. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have to <laughs> wait until night to run around the garden, I can just run around the garden anytime I want. And once again, mm. predators aren't a problem because if a bird gets me, I get that bird because I become true. a human again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If anyone tries to, you know, if I'm a rat homeowner um, with my little gadgets, <laughs> but you're gonna say rat homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm a rat homeowner, I'm imagining I'm living in, like, a Barbie dream house or something like that. Yeah. Like, if anyone tries to destroy my dream house, I simply jump outside the dream house, turn into a human, and kick that cat, get rid of that bird. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) And then I can live out my little life with all my little things. I can have my little clothing. Mm -hmm. I'd probably take them from dolls and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good, actually. I'd be, like, I definitely, I think my primary uniform as a free rat would be I would find like a little cowboy hat mm. and that would be it. <laughs> like I would just wear the cowboy hat and then just be a rat. Yeah. There is a Terry Pratchett novel which is all about like hyper intelligent rats in a clan and the way that they live. And they mm. do have like a whole thing of how they dress themselves and they as a colony decide that the best thing to do is basically cover yourself in cool little belts that you can put things through. And they love that. But there's one rat who's like kind of the bard of the group who does figure out a way to do a hat and it's by sticking his ears through it. He manages to keep it on his head. Otherwise the hat falls off. I've got little hands so I can just like cut little 
I could get a little tool or something or use my, my sharp teeth to cut out little holes for my ears. I think I would turn into a human, conjure a knife, cut the holes and then turn back into a rat and put the hat on there. <laughs> no, i got to commit. you got to nibble. It's, it's good. To, you have to keep nibbling because otherwise your teeth will just keep growing and that's not good. They can't grow too much. But, but um, you nibble when you eat because you have to eat to survive. <laughs> Yeah, but you should use them for just regular tools hmm. as well. Okay, so if you were a rat, if you had to be a rat for 12 years, are you being mm-hmm. a pet? Are you living loose in the wilds in the forest? Are you living in a city in the garbage? Like, what's your dream rat scenario? I'm definitely living free and I think I would move. So at some times I'd like to be in the woods. Sometimes I move to the suburbs. Maybe I move to the big city, the big apple, you know? <laughs> I just, it depends what the wind tells me where I go, you know? <laughs> mm. I think I think I'm living borrower style in somebody's house oh, but yeah, not yeah. as their pet. Right, so you're doing Remy. Yeah. You're or I'm doing yeah. Parasite from the hit movie Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> living in a rich person's walls. Yeah, yeah. Who are you choosing? Which rich person are you choosing? Uh, I don't know rich people off the top of my head. I guess I would just move around until I found a household that I thought was good. Because there's always mm. the risk of I get found and then stomped on. I'm probably going to go Margot Robbie because I know she is pro rat Okay. So if I do get found, she's not going to kill me. Okay. <laughs> is That's is that... I was about to say blasphemous. Is that a... Um... What do you call it when you say something bad about a celebrity? Um, rude? <laughs> no, like, it's like a crime. Uh, slanderous. Slandering, okay, sure. Is is that a slanderous claim about Margot Robbie to say that if she found rats in her walls, she would love it? <laughs> Not love it! <laughs> like, she has a fear of rats, but she doesn't kill okay. them. Okay. <laughs> You're controlling her with fear, I guess. <laughs> fear, but she won't kill me. It's perfect. She doesn't want to see me. I don't want to see her, but <laughs> she's not going to kill me for being there. I want to be feared. <laughs> Look, I bet she lives in a really big house. I think I can avoid her at all times. My yeah. hearing and smell and my whiskers are real good. I can tell where she is. Mm-hmm. Very good at not eating poison, I guess, because mm-hmm. I'm a human. Um, yeah, I'm smart. Yeah. And also, if I get sick of rat food, I can go into the kitchen, transform into a person, and raid the fridge. Oh, make a sandwich. I going to say, go into the kitchen and start cooking. Anyone can cook. <laughs> Anyone can cook. Like in that movie that I refuse to enjoy. <laughs> Look, what are, the, what are the chances that if I was a rat, and I, Margot Robbie found me in her house, and I started talking, <laughs> that she would <laughs> keep me around and not tell anyone? Not tell anyone, zero. Keep you around, sure. Hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Maybe this has already happened and she did tell no one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. Well. Mm. Anyway, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I only have one more point, which is a little bit off topic, but it did answer a question that I've had for many, many years. So I've always wondered how Voldemort got his wand back. Yeah. After he was resurrected, because he has the same one, because it's got the same one core. And apparently Peter Pettigrew went into the destroyed Potter's house after Voldemort fell, uh, took Voldemort's wand and kept it safe with him for 12 years while he was a rat. Right. He was putting this so, yeah. yeah, he was always planning to go back to Voldemort and was like, oh, if I can, you know, 
bring him his wand, he maybe won't kill me for abandoning him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like a little plot hole that I've always wondered about explained away. Because I was always like, how did the wand get out of the destroyed Potter's house and back to Voldemort? Yeah. Good point. Mm. Yeah. That also makes him worse as a person because it's very much like he wasn't hiding out and just waiting to see what would happen. He was hiding out and waiting for Voldemort to come back. Yeah, it's premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. That makes him worse. Um, He's Lavata. <laughs> so have we decided if it's good to be a rat? What's it, what is it like to be a rat for 12 years? I still think terrible, mostly because of boredom, lack of dignity, the fact that I can't talk to anyone. <laughs> You know, the uh, basics. No, I think it's really good. Um, I'm free from capitalism. I am n- not really threatened by predators um, mm-hmm. because I can turn into a human. And I if can... you are threatened by predators, you can just fake your own death with an elaborate crime scene. True. And uh, I can uh, live out my little fantasy life, be a homeowner. Um, imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm down for being a rat. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I have been gem. And in the Disney film, The Great Mouse Detective, it is implied that under every inhabitant of London, there is an equivalent rat version of them, including the Queen. So I like to think that my Mm. equivalent rat version of me is not exactly living the dream rat life that I've conjured up in this episode, but is still content as I am. I'm Rhea, and let me know, if you were your rat equivalent, would you listen to the rat equivalent of Rhea and Rat Rhea and Rat Gem's rat podcast? About Ratty Potter? (laughs) For all my ratties out there. Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.